if there are any questions, please type here or um, yeah, that's probably the best way. All right, thank you so much, Kavan and Ruhi. I think that was amazing and uh, it was too much information. And I guess everyone has a hang of it now, like how to be sustainable at a very small scale, starting from I first. And there is a beautiful proposition for uh, Kamal sir, basically for like uh, spreading out the idea of using sustainable palm oil and uh, certification mark. Someone has proposed uh, to use blockchain technology, which can be usable and i guess uh, you can take a cue from it uh, so, uh, there is one question that has come up uh, how can we implement sustainable solutions right down to the grassroots level keeping in mind that certain people who believe that climate change is a hoax and it's <laughs> it's targeting those people who believe it is a ho hoax and how do we tackle with that very good question and also very popular question. So I'll give it a try first and ask Rui to also respond. Uh, and Viola can respond as well uh, for this. Uh, so, I mean, just a quick response there. Yes, there are still, I mean, I was in Australia last year. I was invited by Al Gore's foundation, who's the ex-US vice president who created the Climate Reality Project. This is exactly how we started a three-day conference in Brisbane last year, saying, what do we do with this set of people, organization, and governments who think that, if 5,600 scientists around the world have agreed that there is a climate crisis and they still choose to say, no, it's a hoax, like it's some kind of hidden agenda going on. So my response to that is that uh, go check the news yourself. You are a very educated person and whoever tells you this, if that person happens to be uneducated, like, I don't know, never went to school, college, or doesn't even read the news or lives under a rock somewhere, is the only chance that they will actually believe that they that climate change doesn't exist and it's a hoax. The other people who who are in denial are the people whose political agendas are not taken care of. So for example, imagine that you're a part of the fossil fuel industry and you have stakes there, whether you have shares there or something else. And now you're seeing the rise of the renewable energy, which is, as most of us agree, good for the planet. So of course you're upset about the situation, right? And therefore you'll create all kinds of stories to say, no, no, it's a hoax and we should continue using fossil fuel. Even I have seen those debates on television and newspapers uh, where people are saying, oh, maybe we should continue using fossil fuel despite the air pollution and despite every damage that is doing to our own species. So, I mean, to put it briefly, those people either have their own agenda or they are really uneducated in the true sense of the word. Rohi, you want to respond to that? I just want to add that um, I think most people are coming from a space where they keep putting this um, argument that, um, you know, Earth goes through its cycle, so it's all going to be okay, where there's just a fuss being made. But climate, uh, climate is based on science. And if you look at anything that the IPCC reports have said, they are derived from climate scientists, and some of them are from India. So I think what really works in the context is to use uh, literature and facts presented by Indian scientists, Indian climate scientists, uh, about how it's affecting India. And I think uh, it's it's um, it's a very uh, uh, it's it's easy to I mean uh, ask that question that it's a hoax, but in reality you can just backtrack to industrial revolution and see that how the emissions. And how things have escalated points. So I think that's a very uh, interesting way that you can track emissions, and there are lots of good resources online 
where you can look at the heat global heat curve etc et and use this as part of your uh, uh, you know uh, progressive debate yeah just want to add to that just be very careful having said that there is also a lot of green washing which is happening if you don't know the meaning of the term you can google it green washing which means that a lot of organizations are making claims that they are sustainable either in production or sourcing but actually at the ground level they are not now the only way to tackle that is through sustainability standards so then what you're asking is where is the trademark if you say that this is a sustainable product like sustainable shampoo product where is the trademark for me as a consumer to see that it's a proof you have a trademark license number under it which can again be you know bar scan and google uh, so it, there has to be transparency and as a consumer you must be very careful of the greenwashing which a lot of organizations are still doing not all of them but many of them and by simply saying where is the trademark license number where is the transparency which means if you say that you source sustainable palm oil where like can i go on a website like can i go on rspo.org uh, put the name of your company and then it'll show me a certificate because if they are doing it that certificate will be visible on the website of rspo or the website of forest stewardship council or rainforest alliance so there has to be complete transparency to tackle the greenwashing uh, hello am i audible Yes. Uh, Hello, Subhash. Uh, yeah, I have a question. You could just type the question, oh? I guess, because it won't be possible for everyone to allow to. Oh, speak. fine, 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 fine. So, uh, sorry, uh, sorry for that. Uh, Kamal, there is another question that is coming up. Other than RSPO, like this was the same question uh, last time. Like oil is an important ingredient for that, but uh, could you mention other ingredients and their respective? certification agencies that we should look at while doing the sustainable shopping absolutely and i think we can actually prepare a slide for it and share it and you can put it on the yfs website as well that's a very good question and uh, i mean a couple of them obviously come to my mind because i work with them very closely is the fair trade organization so you go to fair trade website you will see that there's a fair trade logo that is used on several products there is a forest stewardship council for paper timber pulp and paper there is rainforest alliance for uh, tea for bananas in india uh, i think uh, when i go to some hotels i see taifu which is served in the hotel rooms taifu is certified by rainforest alliance uh, there is also uh, bon sucro which is for sugar um, and there is water stewardship council there is marine stewardship council so all the products that come from the oceans which are edible are also certified so what we can do is uh, uh, i will share it with ponya and he he can then update the website for yfs where you will actually see a list of uh, which sustainability standards and trademarks are applicable for which products right absolutely we can do that and thanks for the question and suggestion padma for that matter uh, there's this interesting question that is coming up being sustainable can also be uh, be a problem uh, because it's about self control for a lot of times and being students who can uh, who are willing to do a sustainable lifestyle or follow a sustainable lifestyle uh, how do you approach this lifestyle when there is a lot of self control involved in it that's again a very good question and and i i mean all of us are spoiled right like i i know that i should not be eating too many chocolates but i still feel like eating it i'll give you a very simple example we were in bhubaneswar for the 11th young india challenge and punya was the lead in you know making it happen along with the sustainability warriors or the yfs club members in bhubaneswar who are a part of this call and we visited a few restaurants i think there was a forgetting the name robocop was one of the restaurants then there was another one 
and now pune has asked me to figure out how do we supply sustainable palm oil to those restaurants what what did i do i just went to a rspo member uh, in this case cargill which already supplies to mcdonalds sustainable palm oil and i asked them can you supply to odisha region or west bengal region and they said sure like what is the volume which is required on a monthly basis so this change has happened because now the demand is coming from you the consumer and now through me it's getting transferred to the business which is already supplying to responsible businesses like mcdonalds uh, which is using sustainable palm oil uh, like kfc which is using sustainable palm oil uh, they might not be doing it 100% because a journey of 3 to 5 years uh, but the moment you start asking your restaurant where you eat that restaurant will then start googling this information and figuring out oh so what is this consumer asking me like i served a burger that burger obviously used some edible oil so for soy there is a different standard for palm there is a different standard and then that demand will come either to rspo or it will come to another like a soy sustainability standard or it will go to rainforest alliance if it's a tea product for example so i think just asking the right questions to the brands that you use is the first step to do it and the brands then come back to us to say okay how can i get that sustainable raw material in my kitchen uh i think the question was more about the lifestyle perspective of it but yes uh, taking a cue from what kamal said uh, shristi i think the right way is about uh, going to those restaurants which you feel are sustainable in nature and for a matter of fact yfs is working on this there was this entire project planned across odisha at least before the lockdown but then lockdown happened that we were going to map all those restaurants who are sustainable and we had to give different scale of rating to it like how much sustainable they are in terms of electricity they used uh, the utensils used and everything water served the oil used and everything so there is going to be a ma mapping out for that and maybe when you choose as a consumer as a student to go with your friends for anything that you do you might want to choose one of those restaurants and not the others so that's the first step that you can take as a consumer and then definitely slowly like you could start carrying a bamboo mug that was given in again in young india challenge and all the all of the yfs people do use it to a big extent and everything everything so that's how you do it in your and try incorporating small steps into your uh, lifestyle uh, guys uh, in the interest of time we will take two more questions because uh, we are almost done so uh, one is there is there are a lot of e-commerce sites which provide the option for zero waste uh, where they reduce or substitute their pack packaging materials uh, with the sustainable ones so like is there any certification agency for that like you know are they really doing it or just it's for a marketing purpose or like to gain the goodwill of the customers <laughs> again a very good question there is a lot of green washing which happens there as well and the only way for us as a consumer to find the truth and i will ask ruhi also to comment on it because you know as conscious consumers we keep checking on these kind of things is to actually go behind that logo or content that you see that oh we are recycling it we are doing it it has to be proven you know it has to be proven if you mention one line that we are recycling this packaging material prove it which means which is the organization which is the third party which has endorsed it and said yes this is a certified organic product because if you just buy organic rice and you're paying twice the price for example and that organic rice packet doesn't even have a trademark of a recognizable organic uh, certifier 
then it's in question, right? But Rohi, feel free to uh, you know comment on this on how do you do this? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think um, I think as conscious consumers, we need to be a bit more aware and uh, about how companies might try to present this as an opportunity to get more customers. But uh, looking up, uh, you know, the the viability and uh, authenticity of these standards, or uh, you know, a lot of credible websites and standards actually exemplify their stories very well visually showing that what how do they do this and that's really critical to know like uh, for example a lot of uh, uh, brands who are supplying organic products actually show where it's coming from and they have testimonials as well as a certification and they are very transparent about their information and how they conduct it and transparency is key if a brand is trying to just show it off then i think they won't be able to show you more information beyond that logo but if they are being genuine then it's definitely possible uh, then you can look up information and even write to them and it's a good pr practice for them to be transparent because it's a nice thing to know what they're doing well because then i as a consumer will only amplify their message yeah thank you so just, much just just want to give a quick example if you if you remember an ad in which there was a shower placed in a village and uh, the people in that village didn't really know what how to use the shower and they started uh, putting the containers to fill water and started drinking that water uh, that is a clear example to say that if a brand is genuinely doing something they will make sure that their consumers know about it because they also want to win our trust as consumers right as much as we want to trust them but then you will see the others which will just use a one liner on a product but when you'll go on the website or social media you, there will hardly be any information so i think as conscious consumers we have to do the fact checking and you know there's a lot of fake news going around these days anyway you should be fact checking on you know some of these kind of things uh punya right. i have a question i think there's something right from uh, uh, padma yeah last two questions uh, one again uh, a follow up for this uh, e-commerce thing and uh, the question is how do we efficiently implement the sustainable solutions uh, to this e-commerce thing in india because it's going exponentially now and it's growing uh, to lips and bounds and how do we inculcate the solutions towards sustainability in this e-commerce chain just to clarify and the references towards packaging right which is like unsustainable packaging like sending a piece of pen for example in a box which is 6 by 6 inches that can be one or maybe uh, other things like a lot of times we order something but we get, get something else and how do we uh, deal with that and that might be coming from a, you know other dock you know there is a black market dockyard market all those things are involved when e-commerce comes into place and we never know actually where it is coming from although we might be ordering online thinking that yes it's genuine and it can be unsustainable when it's coming from such sources okay i think i'll ask ruhi to respond to this first and then i'll uh, try to answer it briefly okay so uh, i'm just going to address that part on e-commerce uh, and the exponential growth right that bit yeah yeah so i think honestly because a market has been created for uh, e-commerce websites and the delivering uh, supply chain um it's very important to remind these brands of the damage they might be causing i can give you an example a lot of um, 
a lot of uh, shoppers wrote to uh, some of these uh, indian uh, supermarket chains uh, saying that why are you unnecessarily wrapping plastic on vegetables the cling wraps right and uh, after a few uh, uh, you know questions on social media as well as writing to them separately they responded back saying that yeah we agree we look into it and some of them actually stopped using it because there was no sense in it so sometimes even as companies they don't realize how much they are actually putting this into because there's some protocol that exists from some other country or something that has happened but if it as conscious consumers it's our responsibility to constantly ask these questions sometimes in public forums or sometimes even in like backdoor forums to just remind them that there is an alternative and that this is not the only way forward because uh, to be honest with you i agree that something gets delivered a size of a box and it is packed in five different car uh, carton boxes which is absolutely uncalled for and i think these are the kind of practices we really need to point out that if they had to if this like minimizes by 50% over the next few years then definitely yeah i mean uh, jeff bezos is claiming to give um, 50 billion dollars for climate action and we need to remind amazon that one of the uh, primary ways of doing this is by reducing your own waste and innovating new practices to uh, take care of the deliveries which is not going to harm the planet on in the long term yeah i just will add to that that one of the most efficient tools that you and i have is uh, websites like change.org and in one one of the last edition of young india challenge in it delhi we had the founder of change.org and she told us that uh, one of the campaigns which went really viral on that platform was the over packaging unsustainable packaging uh, petition so writing petitions and it's not rocket science you can see how petitions work is very good way for you to initiate this conversation with your social circle because all of us are active on social media most of us at least so starting petition to say that we want you to start sustainable packaging or we will stop buying your products or something in those lines so if you'll go to change.org you will already see a lot of successful campaigns and what happens is that those signatures let's say there are 50000 signatures for a cause which was raised that is then literally taken to the authorities like the government or the specific ministry which is involved plus the company which has a reputational risk attached to it so companies do take it seriously governments take it seriously if there is a mass of people signing lots and lots of you know uh, petitions like this so if you really want to see the change it will start from yourself but then you will have to mobilize more people digitally to kind of support you behind what you really want to change all right uh, taking the last question before we wrap up which is again how to involve educational institutes to help connect the dots between complexity of technology and unsustainable living this is actually coming from a, a point you mentioned how complexity of technology is increasing by the minute and there is right. a, a need for sustainable systems in the modern world to maintain a balance and prevent the collapse of our species and you talked about the orangutans and everything so how to involve the educational institutes to help connect the dots between complexity and the unsustainable living right sure. uh, come yeah rohi you go first since you are a more recent graduate i think i graduated 3 4 decades before so i don't know <laughs> much uh, okay uh, i so with education system i agree with you that uh, we we are not uh, uh, incorporating very critical aspects and it's not keeping up with the times 
my honest suggestion is that enthusiastic enthusiastic people like you can take up uh, 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 workshops uh, and present as part of uh, school activities or extra hours to begin with and and lobby with your own principals headmasters uh, uh, and people who are influential in your school curriculum to conduct sessions on climate change and solutions uh, on a very regular basis there are lots of clubs that are formed i mean punya is part of one and punya is um uh, going to uh, many cult, uh, education institutions and uh, making these uh, youth for sustainability clubs and the, the whole idea about forming a club like this is so that there is a conversation which gets noticed by the school or the education authority and obviously there is also much more importance needs to be given to lobbying with the uh, education boards on how to approach this but that's a larger conversation however if there are enough people who see that kids uh, students want to talk about climate change and climate science which is very different from just talking about geography and uh, biology physics and chemistry in your school syllabus i think there is a lot of scope and gates that can open Uh, thank you and uh, you know what i can give an example for just following up ruhi what we uh, what she said uh, the idea is that we since we have engaged with 10 colleges now to form ifs clubs the next idea is to go to schools and we have two schools on board and uh, how we are going to integrate it is we are going to do a, do an audit of the carbon footprint on a daily basis the average carbon footprint and also audit how much of awareness is there among the students about climate change or the un sdgs like sustainable consumption and everything and make work create modules which can be delivered as workshops to make them understand that why they need to be in this to save the earth for future so that is one thing that we are definitely going to do under the umbrella of youth for sustainability so that's one way of how we can involve the educational institutions in understanding all of it and how do we play a play a vital role for doing this kamal yeah, you just wanted want, to add yeah just wanted to add i think the formation of clubs or societies called youth for sustainability would is how we have started doing it and that would be our advice to you to your Uh, if you're not in college yourself then to your younger brothers sisters cousins who are still studying in schools or college is to mobilize a group of at least five people and to go to the teacher who understands what you're talking about climate crisis sustainability and request for the formation of a voluntary club now this club doesn't really have to be registered as such because at the end of the day it's very volunteer in nature that you're trying to make your own school or your own uh, college sustainable right so if you don't have a club which is focused on sustainability the first is to form that club Uh, or tell others around you uh, who are still in college or schools to start thinking of making those clubs how to do it you already have the person on the call punya has done it across 10 colleges with obviously uh, you know the core team of yfs which is in odisha and now we have started the conversation in delhi and mumbai as well so if you want to know more about this then contact punya and check the website of what's happening these days all right thank you so much for everyone we had a great session and uh, as again i want to remind all of you uh, the world earth organization had called for a global 24 hour long call for action which was completely digital given the covid 19 situation and i'm sure the speakers uh, this was not the first session for them they had prior engagements during the day uh, even i was part of different sessions 
and i guess we are awakened enough but now the next step is to call for action which is basically how do we implement and the change has to start with us like if you can hear all the speakers speaking it's first i then we and then we ask our neighbors and then we ask all the businesses the governments the stakeholders and everyone in the entire ecosystem because uh, hardly we have 10 years now to reach the sustainable development goals and this year's agenda was climate action particularly for the world health earth organization uh, thank you once again to all the three speakers kamal ruhi and of course veleta for the previous session it was a lot of information for all of us and we took a lot of uh, knowledge from you all from experts and definitely we are going to try and implement as much as possible in our daily lives and see how we are trying to create an impact and everything and for all other members outside yfs volunteers uh a sincere request to check our website to see how you can get involved you can individually contribute to this in whichever way you want the movement has already started and as we call it action before reaction we do implementation of uh, tasks so that we create a plausible action first and then we react to some uh, it on social media or whatever way possible so thank you once again kamal and ruhi and vilita if you have some final what's to say for the viewers or the listeners no i think just the last thought stay home stay safe don't take it for granted the crisis is not over yet uh, please make sure everyone at home is also taking it seriously and even though some uh, areas have been relaxed for economic activities do not stop taking precautions but this is a huge opportunity every crisis is an opportunity so please make sure you use your time to make contribute more to your sustainable home sustainable neighborhood and everything else but the change begins from you is my last message so stay home stay safe yeah just uh, thank you again thank you punya for organizing this it's always great to see people enthusiastic um uh, on sustainability issues because this is not a, a trend this is something that we have to work on together in the long term and we will require many approaches and many people and many alliances so looking forward to that thank you thank you thank you guys thank you for joining in stay safe and do write to us if you have any questions and write to all the speakers if you want uh, on their social media and everything follow yfs thank you so much thank you all have a good evening